Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. It is so wonderful to be with you again. I missed you last week. I've grown so fond of our coming together weekly, and uh, I'm glad that uh, we're back on track this week for another Slayer session. This week, we had a great question come in from Anne over at the Anxiety Slayer Facebook page, and Anne was asking us some questions uh, specifically about Ayurveda. And it's been a while since we've talked about Ayurveda during our Slayer sessions, so I thought it would be a good idea to come back to that, and then maybe we can do some additional Slayer sessions after we answer this question today. So let's just begin with the the question, and uh, we can answer it and take it from there. Anne says, Hello, Shannon Ananga. Thank you for continuing to bring such wonderful content to the anxiety-prone community. Can you go over how to support the different doshas in everyday life? I just found out that I am a vata body, pitta mind, and would love ideas about the best types of exercise, food, and self-care rituals to support this. I know that other listeners would appreciate knowing any tips or tricks to support their dosha types as well. Thank you for all that you do. You are my go-to girls for whenever I need support. (laughs) I know, isn't that so nice? I've got a big smile on my face. Like, we're the go-to girls. Well, that's lovely. Thank you very much for your question. Excellent question, and and also your kind words about our work. So it's an interesting uh, combination, vata body, pitta mind. For listeners who aren't so familiar with what we've spoken about previously on Ayurveda, please refer to our website or iTunes podcast stream where you can find previous discussions on Ayurveda and anxiety. And we also have some handouts for this podcast available on the website too where you can find out more about the terms we're using, and how to discover your own body type according to Ayurveda. I think it would be really helpful to just quickly go over the three dosha types and and maybe a brief description of what Ayurveda is. Sure. Ayurveda is India's ancient science of life. Ayurveda is a Sanskrit term, which means knowledge of life. Ayu meaning life, Veda means knowledge. So literally it's translated as Knowledge for living a long and healthy life. It's a very beautiful science which teaches us that nature outside of us and nature within us is all the same. It's based on the five elements of earth, fire, water, air and ether, which we can see anywhere. When we smell a flower, that scent of the flower comes from the earth. When we look at the colour of a flower, the colour comes from fire. When we look at the colouring of a person's skin, the colour comes from fire. When we smell another person, the scent comes from earth. So as within, as without, Ayurveda teaches that everything in our world around us and our little microcosmic world that is us is made up of these five elements. And there are three body types in Ayurveda called Vata, Pitta and Kapha, which are a combination of these five elements. Vata body type is a combination of ether or space and air and the pitta body type is a combination of fire and water, and the kapha body type is a combination of water and earth. Great. Thank you for covering that again. I think that's that's really important. And I know that in, in past podcasts and conversations, we've gone more in-depth about 
each body type. And this handout is going to be really supportive for those who want to dig in deeper. I hope so, yeah. It gives you a good idea of the different qualities of each of the body types and what they do in the body, what they do in the mind, and to identify yourself, how to know more about yourself. So let's answer Anne's question. She's a Vata body type and a Pitta mind. The Vata body type is uh, responsible for all movement in the body. It governs our breathing, circulation, and even our thoughts, which consider the movements of our mind. On an emotional level, Vata is responsible for positive expressions like creativity, enthusiasm, humor, and flexibility. Vata types love change, they love excitement, and they love new experiences. So, although Anne's identified herself as a Pitta mind type, because she's a Vata body type, there will also be some Vata influence in her, in her mind and emotions and thinking as well. The Vata body type is prone when it's out of balance. These are the clues to look out for that you know Vata needs a little support. It's prone to dry skin, constipation, cracking in the joints, tinnitus, a nervous stomach, nervous indigestion, shaking or tremors in the body, insomnia, and sometimes dizziness as well. So those are all signs of a Vata body that's struggling a little bit, needs a bit of support. In uh, the healthy function of the body, Vata governs our circulation, nerve impulses, our speech, the coordination of our senses, and the flow of thought and emotions. So Vata's considered the queen of the doshas. It's, it's the one that moves all the others. It's very, very important to understand and be able to care for Vata nicely. Mm, the queen. <laughs> <laughs> or they sometimes call it the master dosha. Oh, interesting. Thank you. When Anne talks about having a vata body and a pitta mind, that's something that I identify with, not with the, the same combination, but I see that, that there's definitely a, a combination going on for me with a more of a kapha body style and a pitta mind. Mm -hmm. But often I can... I can slide over to a Vata mind. I find that it's interesting that you can really be all three or a combination of two, or but usually your body style, the makeup of your body is what tells you what your main dosha type is. Is that correct? Yeah, and it will influence your mind. Many people in the Western world these days do experience a lot of Vata disturbance in their mind because of our very overly stimulated lifestyle. So Whatever you are, anything can become disturbed and can come out of balance. So when you look at yourself, according to Ayurveda, it's good to look at the trends of what you've experienced throughout your life, long term, first. And that gives you your underlying constitutional state. And then you can look at how you're doing now and you can see where things may have gone. But okay. Okay. So then for a vata, body, pitta, mind, what, it, what are the best areas for nutrition and exercise and ideas for bringing vata back in balance? The pitta mind is very quick and intelligent. It's perceptive. It has good powers of determination. It has good powers of concentration. And the vata mind doesn't have such steady powers of concentration and can become indecisive and confused. So it's good to kind of observe your mind, use your intelligence to step back and observe your mind periodically and see where you are. I know for myself, I have spells of indecisiveness and I have other spells where my mind is very quick and can concentrate 
well. And it's interesting to know that these things can be affected by stress, by travel, by moving around, by the seasons. So it's good to get to know yourself in a state of movement, not look at yourself as a an item carved in stone, but know that there is always change and fluidity, particularly within the mind. So a pitta mind that's balanced is perceptive. As we said, it can concentrate. It's settled. It's very courteous. When the pitta mind becomes aggravated, it becomes irritable and overly ambitious to the point of lack of consideration for others. And it begins to exhibit anger and sometimes pride as well. So these are things to to look out for. Under stress, a pitta person will become judgmental and they'll tell you what you did wrong. Under stress, a vata person will put themselves at fault. They'll want to know what they did wrong. So very, very different attitudes in those two different mind types. So it's just a question of starting to learn to know the traits. Pitta is seen in the A-type personality, in the successful business person, the teacher, the perfectionist. And it's also there in the stress head who flips you off on the motorway. (laughs) (laughs) That's Pitta not at its best. So the Pitta nature is hot and intense, like fire. And the Vata nature is like the wind. It's light and moving and changeable. So it's really helpful to get an idea of these natural descriptions and concepts of Ayurveda. And then you can see where you are and, and what you need to do to start balancing. We can talk a little bit about balancing each of those. Excellent. I think that would be a great place to to go from here. To support and balance vata, first thing you do is understand a little bit about the nature of vata, which again, we have handouts where you can look at this. Vata is by nature dry, it's cold, it's light, subtle, rough, and mobile. Again, it's really helpful with vata to think of the wind. Think of a windy day that's really good for drying laundry and what happens to that laundry on the line. It's moving around, it's getting dried out, it's becoming light, lifted by the wind, it's it's mobile. These are all, you know, or a flag, think of a flag in the wind. This is the effect that Vata has on us. So that brings about in the body some really useful things and some really beautiful creative thought processes. But when we become overstimulated and overexerted, then Vata begins to suffer. And the typical way Vata suffers is with anxiety. So a lot of people listening to Anxiety Slayer will identify with with Vata disturbance. To get Vata back into balance, it's just a question of learning to apply gentle opposites. So if we talk about Vata being dry and cold, then one of the best remedies, one of the best things you can do to bring Vata back into balance is to give yourself a warm oil massage which is the complete opposite of dry and cold. And that really nourishes the nervous system and it helps you begin to feel very calm, very safe and very grounded. And that's also good for the dry skin that vata types are prone to. It's also good for the constipation, cracking joints and other things that they're prone to too. It's a very simple thing to do. Uh, Other lifestyle things that you can do for balancing vata, really easy, gentle things like just curling up in a ball in a soft, safe place and resting or using the child's pose, which you've spoken about previously, when you spoke about gentle yoga relaxations. Other things that are great for Vata are warm baths or showers, walks in nature, particularly by water, enjoying natural sunlight and gentle breathing exercises. Touch and calming music are really important, 
And if you're feeling rather disturbed, a great thing you could do is get a hug from a cuff a person. <laughs> That's true. And that really is a big part of it is the kapha is a grounding dosha for sure. And like the grounding exercises that we've done and the recording that we've just done for our next album, these are all really simple suggestions to bring that vata type back to balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a massive thing. It's all very gentle. And very simple. And Ayurveda is like that. It's very gentle and sweet, very supportive. And it's just a question of looking at the suggestions and thinking, oh, I could do that. I could take a walk. Okay, I may not be able to massage myself with oil every day, but I'll do it on a Sunday morning. Right. Uh, or I'll put, if it's a windy day, which is very disturbing to Vata, then put some warm oil in your ears before you go out just a little bit. Just put it on your little finger and just massage it around inside your ear. And that protects your ear from those cold earaches, or it's also very good for tinnitus, which can affect people with high vata. Just little things like that make a mm -hmm. huge difference. Now, when we talk about being, you know, vata body, pitta mind, and when nutrition comes in, are you mindful of the nutrition for the vata body or for the pitta mind or a combination thereof? I know that I have a pitta mind and a kapha body most of the time. So, you know, which am I feeding or how, you know, how am I, how is it best for me to determine the nutrition that I need um, to be as supportive as I can to both body and mind? Yeah, you need to find a middle road and also you need to work according to the seasons. So in the summer, pitta is aggravated. Pitta becomes raised in the body as uh, anyone who knows me on Facebook will see. I made a comment on Sunday about arguing with my fridge which meant it was hot, I was hot, my pitta was aggravated, so I went and sat under a tree with a book. So then you know, okay, that's something that's come up in me and that's something I need to deal with. So when you've got a dual doshic type, which many people, if not most people, have, you have to ebb and flow a little bit and find a middle road. You can deal with what's most apparently imbalanced. That's one way of looking at it. Look at the seasons, look at where you are, look at how you're doing. If it's the summer and you have a pit of mind, then you need cooling diet, cooling foods. And in the winter, if you've, if you've got a pitta and vata combination, it's okay to take things that are a little bit warmer. And, and certainly if you have a, a vata body, you need warmer, spicier foods in the winter. But if there's pitta in your constitution and you do the warm and spicy thing in the summer, then that can cause aggravation. So it really is getting to know yourself, the traits of your, your body type, looking at the recommendations and learning to flow with it a bit. Don't, don't worry too much. Just look at the general recommendations and see what you can implement. Well, I think that's really great advice because I tend to have, uh, and again, it's part of the pitta nature, this all or nothing. You know, I'm, well, I've got to show up and do it and do it to the best of my ability and do it every day. You set yourself up for failure when you do that. Mm -hmm. You just... Just allow yourself to do little things at first, and bit by bit, they'll start to build on each other, and it'll become a natural way of living. At least that's what I've found. Definitely. I'm so glad we came together today to answer Anne's question and to rekindle our conversation about Ayurveda. Certainly uh, so much to share in, in that particular area, and I'm glad that we are exploring it further and that we've got all kinds of great supportive information over at the Anxiety Slayer site. So welcome and invite 
anybody who's listening to visit the site and take a look around. I'm sure you'll find something supportive. Thanks so much, Ananga. So great to be with you again today. My pleasure. Thank you, Shan. Thanks for listening to Anxiety Slayer. We hope you found this podcast supportive and invite you to visit the Slayer store for our new offering, EFT for Anxiety, your comprehensive touchstone for emotional freedom technique. You can find the Slayer store at anxietyslayer.com.